Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone, and welcome to a beautiful episode of the Good Leader Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of language. This is in our New Year's transformations. We're still in January. I know I went on the whole rant about Happy New Year, but as you're going to find out over the next couple episodes, time is completely relative. What is not relative are the way you speak to yourself and to others, the words you use and how you use them, incredibly powerful. Speaking of powerful words, how are you doing, Andrea Heyer? You good? I'm great. Okay, yeah. Great. It's good to hear. Yeah. Lemuel, you doing well? I'm doing so good. That's good. Happy New Year. Just treat. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm actually really lovely right now. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's the crowd. It's our normal crew today. We're going to talk about the power of language, and we're going to give you four ways that you can use language more specifically not just for goal setting, for mindset, transformation, all of the above. On the last episode, we really talked about replacing mindsets. We didn't go deep dive on mindset necessarily, but we talked about, you know, replacing complaining with gratitude and replacing uh, blame with responsibility, some of those things. And, and y'all gave some great tangible ideas. Today, we're going to start theoretical and then end practical with four ways of like, what, what do you mean? Just like change the words? Kind of, maybe. Maybe you literally need to change the words that you use. But more than that, I think it's the way we approach our goals and approach our year and the ideas that language speak to us, to our conscious activities and our subconscious. Before we do all that, it's time we step into the inspiration zone. Now, mm -hmm. I know our musical drops have been tough. It's a little <laughs> bit rocky. Uh, in a perfect world, you know, we're going to have a different musical drop for everything, but I'm, I'm just going to abandon that. I'm not even going to try today. Okay. So for future podcasts, Maybe, you know, Jess, I'm going to put you on this to, to team up with Lim. Lim is our technical guru. I, I'm going to let you search music and be like, you know what, Lim, here That'd we go. Great. Here's on. some music for us. What do you think about this one? Can I assign that to you? Can I delegate that task? I think you'd be better than me, number one. I think you'll find some really good music. I am all for the delegation. I will take it on. Okay. But I will say I believe that Lim is completely capable. He's got a little you board. Trust, I don't know. You trust it? Because sometimes, Lim, no we offense. We need a sticker. We throw what? a topic and Lim's like, what about this? It's like, hey, we need some really, you know, really serious music. And he's like, boom, chicka, pop, boom, chicka, pop. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you guys like this one? To be fair, these are just kind of generic sounds. If we pick something... I'm I'm all in. Okay, all right. I'll send us some some options, you know and y'all can help vote. You know what? That. I would love that. I like I the love... opening and closing though. Currently, I do. That's we, fine. That's great. Love that. Let's We've not, nailed no, that. That's great. One out of like six. That's great. But yeah, so we're batting. We're, we're, <laughs> one, yeah, we're one out of. I think more like ten <laughs> as we have just thrown it up. Now, in Lemuel's defense. You know, we're really rocking and rolling here at the Good Leader Podcast. I just I'm just moving off the yeah. cuff. You know, we I'm do just change things it up. up I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. So musical, because we got we got a few segments that I'm starting to like. We did Am I Right last okay. week, which I found out I was right. We don't like this generic, just throw me a bunch of words yeah. to give me advice. I didn't like that from the leadership yeah. guru. Get out of here with that. But this is the inspiration zone. So we're going to take a trip in the inspiration zone. For those of you new to the podcast, here's how it works. What is inspiring the team here? I think that all too often, you know, we just don't let ourselves be moved by the world around us. So what has inspired you? I got a good one. I'm fired up about mine. I'm excited about it but I'd like to hear from you all first. I'm going to go last. And if you don't have one, that's okay. You say like, you know what? I don't have anything. It's been a long time. We've stepped into the inspiration zone. Anybody got something? You ready to go? Jess I, is ready. I do. What do you got? What's okay, so you? I just want to say that I have become more accepting in the fact that I, it sounds silly, but I thoroughly enjoy writing. Okay. And I have always, like, I mean, I wrote for the newspaper in college. Like I enjoy it in that way, but also like on an emotional Cathartic. Poems, writing, journaling, like, okay. and I feel like 
sometimes when you come into that headspace of that type of thing, it might be hard to say that you are a writer or like self-proclaim that you are a writer. Um, well, I am self-proclaiming that this year. Okay. And I have been following. <laughs> what a roller coaster. That was. I didn't know where we were going. Twists Are we going turns. left? Are we going right? Are we going I mean, who's shocked? Nobody's shocked. Um, but I have been following more writers who write and um, mostly on TikTok. So they'll like video themselves like yeah. doing their writing, like all mm-hmm. that. Love it. And I think that that, it's like when you want to write a book, you should read more books type of situation. Got it. Yep. And I should be doing that as well. I should be reading more, but, um, seeing it visually and hearing it has really inspired me to like put myself in those shoes, I mm-hmm. suppose. So I uh, love that for you. That's excellent. I don't think that, I don't know if anyone else can take that and run with it, but just basically find the thing that you're interested in, follow people who are doing that same thing, take it on your own. I like it. Ooh, I heard a good word on that today. Um, Good I think word. it's from I think it's from the word. book The Diary of a CEO, and which is also a podcast. Not to be confused, but I yeah. think the podcast actually started before the book. But okay. anyway, um, same person, and he talks about the art of um, creating the obligation to teach. The obligation because when mm. you have to teach it, you actually have to learn it. That's mm. good. Mm-hmm. And um, I could go. On, I mean, I have all my phone somewhere. Another podcast for another day. But I thought it was a really good like. Very true. Just not, it's not just good. It's like, wow, if I literally look back at yeah, my life, that's good. They say something like, if you want to learn about something, read it. If you want to understand something, write about it. But if you want to master something, teach it. Yeah. And um, I literally look wow, back and think about that. That was worth a sound drop of its own. I know. That was good. That was really good. I I told you I'm inspired. You were. That was good. That was (laughs) Inspiration corner. Wow, that is good. (laughs) One more time for the people in the back. No, it was good. (laughs) It's from the diary of a CEO. Um, And it's like 33 just little little tips. Essentially, he writes each chapter off of. Um, But that one I really, really thought was awesome. Read, write, teach. But I can like look back and think that is actually when I have truly been able to speak all the way around something is when I've actually taught on it mm-hmm. or made myself teach on it. I like that's it. Good. That's a good one. That's a podcast. That's a book. That's a phrase. Yeah, Lots of inspiration boom. coming over there. Snaps. Lemuel, what you got? Uh, this is very simple. So in the car, we let our daughter listen to what's called Garden Keeper Gus. Have y'all heard of that? Not even no. close. It is like a little seven minute mini podcast for kids. Okay. And Cute. it's like a story about little kids that are doing things either outside or with their parents and the sound quality is just so good if you haven't if you can't tell i've said you know this is a recurring thing i just really like things that are well made yeah it's well made it's inspiring it's cute um it's simple that's cool garden keeper gus garden keeper gus it's i'll check it out seems like it's targeting like three to five year olds wow yeah my son i might have to get that that yeah Yeah. so if they're fussy in the car this will just keep her quiet she'll listen stare out the window it's inspiring Wow. Okay. Very She's cool. Like, oh, I like you. that. Garden Keeper Gus. We really have That's a, good stuff. an array yeah. of what things here. What a swath. <laughs> what a swath. Well, mine is uh, more akin to limbs. I brought, I watched Wonka a couple of weeks I ago. I did too. It's been out for about a month now, maybe a little the more theater. at this point, but I watched it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I loved it. I really liked it. I liked it. Has everybody seen it? You've no, seen it, Jesse. Not. No, no, Wonka. Okay. Wonka. It's new Willy Wonka, I'm it's, guessing. It's a prequel. Timothy okay. Chalamet. Yeah. Sounds he does a good job. He really does well. I, I liked him. him. I liked yeah. him. Hugh Grant stole the show as yeah. the Oompa Loompa. He was phenomenal. I was not expecting that. He was so. great. They should have had him in it more. 
yeah. I thought. I was like, yeah, this is great. Use that more. Yeah. Uh, but it, here's what the real inspiration though. Okay. So this is next level. Wonka, great. Because of that, my kids wanted to watch the original. So we've watched the original. Everett loves it. So I've seen the original Willy Wonka like a hundred times in the last month. Okay. <laughs> but Man, actually, when they really find something, they just grab wow. it. I've seen I, the Grinch. I could quote the whole movie to you. The probably. best, the best part though, is he sings the Oompa Loompa song around the house. And that's oh, pretty funny. That's yeah. Loompa, Loompa. Adorable. Dude, that's pretty good. Yeah. But do you know who wrote the book? I think it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the actual name of the first book. Yeah. You know who wrote it? Anybody? William Shakespeare. I don't know. Roald Dahl. Oh. Okay. That makes I thought it was going to be someone very now, well hold known. on. He, I, okay. So my inspiration is Roald Dahl wrote so many things that we know. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Matilda. You guys are probably familiar with him? Matilda. Oh. Jess definitely is. Yeah. You're I know Matil- Matilda. Okay. I know Matilda before we do shots fired here. <laughs> I'm not firing I've shots. It. I just, you're, a, you're an anomaly either way. You're not generation. It's like, I, like I don't to know keep if I'm going to know this or not. You I like know? to keep you on your toes. So, but he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wrote uh, Matilda. He wrote James and the Giant Peach. He wrote um, something James else. and the Giant Peach. Is he actually wrote, he actually wrote. I love James b- and the Giant Peach. Well, this is, this yes. it's our boy, Roald. Oh, Come on. Just joined. Yeah. He wrote, um, God, yeah, I need to look it up now, but I, I looked it up coming out. <laughs> wow, there we go. Lem. That was one of my favorites as a kid. So cool. Yeah. Of all the pop culture yeah. things we've yes. talked about today. I know. James the and the first. Giant Peach is usually the one people are like, no, I don't that know what that is. That was the first thing. <laughs> it just, it took me back in an instant. <laughs> you really I heard that, that and I was like, I forgot about that. When that you really get inspired, got me. there's just a sparkle in your eye. And yeah, like he's not going to fake it. If he's not, if it's not interesting. He wrote BFG. Don't know that Big one. Friendly Giant. Oh. Uh, he wrote The Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love oh. that one. So wait, is it surprising he wrote the then that he wrote The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It seems like he wrote a lot of big hits. He did. Did you know that he wrote all of those big hits? That was my inspiration, my surprise. Oh. I was like, you rattle off any of those and I know them. I know The Witches. It was a movie when I was a kid. I know James and the Giant Peach. I know BFG. Yeah. I, it's like, you know Dr. Seuss has a million books. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that's a Dr. Seuss thing. And, I, you know, even like Tim Burton. Oh, that's kind of the Tim Burton world. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. it's like, Roald Dahl, I would have said, James and the Giant Peach is the one I would have said. Mm-hmm. Just because, and then I also would have gone, I think he wrote Matilda too. Uh, then it's like, did uh, you know he did Charlie and Chocolate No, did you know he did this one? So it's like Dr. Seuss and then Roald Dahl, I would say, as far as like okay. the last 75 mm-hmm. years of chi- children's literature and impact on culture. So I was just inspired by it. That's cool. I was like, once again, I was just like, man, you know, you don't know what you're doing in the world, how big of an impact you're making. So keep on going, keep on making it. Speaking of writing, it was good. I was like, wow, this guy, good for you. Also, don't be discouraged if people don't give you as much credit as you deserve. Mm-hmm. I certainly did not give Roald as much credit as he deserves. Mm-hmm. The greatest things of all time were never made. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the greatest things of all time. Speaking I still of, find speaking it so of power of words, we're going to talk about the power of language. <laughs> because I am inspired right now. You know what? Let's take our break. And then we come back. I'm going to share this TEDx video that really blew my mind. I really, I, I said, actually not even TEDx. I think it's the TED. Uh, she was on the TED stage. Very powerful, really cool story about the power of language. We'll get back after the break. I don't want to do this commercial. <laughs> but I'll have you guys know. Paradigm Shift is your one-stop shop for team building resources. You can buy cards, curriculum, you name it, we got it. Anything, some might say, at ps.company slash store. I like the strategy. I like the strategy. You're going that, you're going that direction. Low you're going, yeah, get you're real, yeah, I like yeah. that. This is an interesting strategy. We'll see how this, this unfolds. <laughs> 
You really know? just got to play to your strengths. It's an anti-commercial. It's, it's kind of funny. It's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm gonna. I'm curious to see how this plays out. This is. This is me exemplifying good leadership. I'm just letting you letting you live and learn over there. No micromanaging here. No way. No way. No, no way. interfering. You, you go for it. I'm the, curious to see really what happens. They're really just letting me live in my confidence over I'm here. I'm really curious for those of you who can't see the off air, which is everyone listening to this. I'm really curious to see the inner office dynamic because Dina really, I think, is jonesing for your spot. I think she would take it if we gave it to her. <laughs> I think if we said, hey, Dina, you want to take Justice Spot on the Pot and do all of the, uh, pot, the, do all the commercials? She would. I she told would. her she could. I, Actually, what? yeah, I was gonna say, just probably it love easily. Her. She would probably love her to do I think the commercials. You, I think the solution is just you like being on the podcast. I love this podcast. That's what I she thought. wouldn't give up her seat, she would give up the commercial. That's what I'm saying, though. I think de- I'm just saying, I'll I'm just curious. say, right, here I we think go. The, the solution is a pre recorded commercial, and I'm saying That's you're in charge it. of it. All right, so Lyra <laughs> Boroditsky is a cognitive scientist who has a TED talk that is phenomenal. I encourage you to check it out. Lyra Boroditsky. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how to say it, certainly couldn't speak spell it. But if you Google up TED Talk, L-E-R-A, I bet she's the only Lyra. So Google that up, TED Talk, L-E-R-A. She's a cognitive scientist and she has an entire discussion about the power of language, how we use it. I'm going to pick out a few highlights and then how it applies to us here at the Good Leader Podcast. She specifically talks about this tribe. It's a remote tribe in South America, I believe. I'm almost certain of that. Fact check me out there. But it's the Kirk Taylor people. And this, this people group, does not use left or right. Now process this for a second. This is going to be mind-blowing. That in and of itself is hard to comprehend. Like, mm. okay. I can barely use left and right as it well, is. Well, okay. <laughs> you, do you <laughs> hold up your hands? Like, which one's the L? Okay. I still do, but I do it down here. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> All right. You can't really. Okay. I'm glad we're being All right. transparent <laughs> Okay. On this you know what? I'm going to brag. I'm pretty quick at left and right. I can diagnose it pretty Same. dang fast, you know? <laughs> Um, I can even do it with someone else. You know, my right is your the, left. The mirror image. The, it's the someone else for me. That's when I use my hands. Mm. See, I'm pretty quick. I'm like, okay. this is my left. That is their right. <laughs> well, this, that is not necessarily even an <laughs> indictment on your ability or your intelligence. It may be an indictment on the language and the way you've used left and right. Because these individuals only use cardinal directions. Mm. North, south, east, west, northeast, northwest, oh, like that. So, so if I said, hey, will you hand me that cord that's on your left? They would say, will you hand me that cord that's at your north, northeast? And if, it, seriously, isn't that that's now wild. that's wild yeah, to think about? Wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, no thanks. You know, I didn't know where to look. They basically have a <laughs> compass in their minds. Yes, they have like a compass in their minds. So even the way that they greet people, the, the way that they greet, you know, I'm always fascinated at like what the literal translations of like hello, goodbye, what do you, you know, thank you, what are you literally saying? And so for theirs is something akin to where are you headed. <laughs> you know, instead of saying hi, it's or hi, how you doing? It's like where are you going? And the the response is a more technical, uh, oh, to the south, a long distance. Or in the north, a short way. That's how I'm doing, and that's where I'm going. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Okay, now here's what Lyra, I'm going to call her by her first name because I'm butchering her last name. But here's what Dr. Lyra pointed out, which is fascinating, is for a long time, scientists in the scientific community really thought that humans didn't really possess abilities like animals to know this this like innate compass, like to know where you are in connection with the world around you. Like that is not something that is a part of our human nature necessarily. Like, oh, yes, I, I'm completely, you know, um, I know where I am in relation to other things and how far I am to the north, south, east, west. In fact, many people, I've noticed this, much like names, I think directions is something that people give up on quickly. Like if you said, oh, it's, I'm not good at directions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, people I say do. that a lot. Like, it's like, hey, do you know who's, I'm not good at names. Well, I'm not good at directions. Just tell me what's around yep. there. Give me a landmark or whatever. I'll mm-hmm. just GPS it. 
And I'm like, really? You don't even know? We're sitting here. You work here every day. You don't know which way north is? No. no. I don't. Okay. All no, right. Not at all. Mm-mm. Well, this is what the power of language is. Number one, we thought for a long time as humans we couldn't do it. Turns out we can. It's just that we don't train ourselves in to think that way with the language we use. So she said this phrase, which I loved. If your language or cult or your cultural training says you can do it, teaches you to do it, then you can do it. If your language or cultural training teaches you to do it, then you can do it. Mm. And so these individuals are not just adept in the moment, but it's also like I used to, I used to really one of my rites of passage into adulthood was to know cardinal directions in other places. Like growing up, my dad, my mom and dad both actually are really good at north, south, east, and west, no matter where you go. Like if you said, Hey, we're going to the um, you know, Oklahoma City Fairgrounds. And it's like, oh yeah, it's on the east side. I'd be like, oh my, the east side of the Oklahoma City Fairgrounds? I have no idea where that is. Mm -hmm. So when I started being able to do that, I really felt accomplished. Like, yeah, I can, yeah. Like when I go to Spokane, I can tell you, yeah, that's gonna be on the north side. It's gonna be the south side. In the same way, it's because we train ourselves to do that. Now here's where I'm going with this. The language then that you are using in relation to your goals, your future, your your life, how you wanna be, it's, it's very akin to other things like self-limiting beliefs and those sorts of things. But I just want to take the broadest levels and say, what actual language are you using? I, one more nerdy thought is, you know, English is one of the few languages that doesn't use like a male, female um, description or like, I don't even know, I'm not a linguist, but you know, like Spanish has the male, yeah. female versions, yeah. like el, la. Yeah. Okay. So what's fascinating is they've done linguistic studies. Germanic has male, female, but not exactly the same way as Spanish. So like, for example, bridge is male in, or no, feminine in German and masculine in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So most German speakers, if you say describe a bridge, they will use stereotypically feminine words. Like they'll say beautiful, graceful, elegant. Whereas if you ask a Spanish speaker, they'll use stereotypically male words, strong, firm, mm. you know, things It's like, wow. Okay. Just because that's subconsciously what mm. they're what their language mm-hmm. is training them to see in the same way. this is the last one. I'm telling you, watch the video. It's really good. No, I like, where this it's is going. really good. Okay. Yeah, but the last great. one, okay. English really demands a, a specific subject. So in other words, it, you can't just say the vase broke. Mm-hmm. That's a really tough sentence for us. It's like the vase broke. <laughs> like imagine if your child said that, like Everett, my five-year-old comes, Hey daddy, the vase broke. Or even better, my 13-year-old. Hey, the vase broke. It just broke? Mm-hmm. Like the vase just broke. Shattered. Mm-hmm. Shattered. It's just sitting there on its own. What did it sprout legs and jump off of the table? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even we are sarcastic and we're snarky about it. Like, no, give me a, did you break the vase? Did one of your siblings? Did it fall off? Like, did you hit the table? Like we demand a subject-verb relationship, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Side note, if you're of the Christian elk specifically or any spiritual discipline and curious, I'm rereading a book called Misreading Scripture Through Western Eyes, also powerful language stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not like, it's so interesting just learning about other cultures and other languages and how that affects the way that we view things, mm-hmm. even just on a leadership lens. So both these things have kind of hit me in the same space. And I'm going, wow. Okay, so most other languages, the vase broke is a completely acceptable sentence. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is, a, it is the preferred sentence. In fact, if it was an accident, and this is powerful, especially for you parents out there, if it was an accident... A, mm-hmm. An actual accident. In most languages, there is not blame assigned. So if I accidentally knock my cup off of this table, it was a pure accident. You all know it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And I say parents just because I see myself as a parent. Like, mm-hmm. we know when it's an accident. The kid accidentally did it. Mm-hmm. Our language, though, teaches us I knocked over 
I spilled. I spilled the glass. I spilled the milk. I knocked over the cup. I broke the vase. Most languages do not assign that. If it was an accident, it's just the cup spilled. The mm -hmm. vase broke. Mm -hmm. Think of how crazy different yeah. our worldview would be just with yeah. that switch. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't yeah. that crazy? How it like innately different we would be yes. if we didn't feel such blame yeah. for like bad things happening or like. Right. Especially when it was, it, I, I literally did, I, I did not do it on purpose. It was certainly mm -hmm. an accident. Or if we're like, well, I guess it was my fault. Like, yeah, I'm the one who left the door unlocked or I'm, I, I guess, but I even like, Hey, who left the door unlocked? Well, I left the door unlocked because I thought you were coming behind me and I didn't know we were done. It's like, oh, so mm -hmm. you know, even things like even in the workspace where it's like, yeah. wow, you assign. So we assign blame or assign, we shouldn't even say blame. We assign responsibility mm -hmm. in our language very quickly. How about this one? Okay, I'm going to keep going because y'all are really liking it. <laughs> good. It just kind of blowing my mind a little it bit. It kind of does. I could see it positive to, to talking that way as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm not giving like an, I'm not giving a positive negative. Okay. I'm just giving a, wow, think of how you would think yeah. differently. Okay. Yeah. Positive or negative. Sure. How about this one? I broke my arm. Totally normal sentence, right? Makes absolute sense to us. But it sounds like you broke In it. most cultures, that sentence is, and this is why English is a second language, part of, English is a ridiculous language anyway, mm -hmm. but this is part of, it's not just the like, wow, the spelling is off and the plurals are off. It's also like, what, you broke your arm? Mm -hmm. So unless she even uses this as an example, she says, unless you are a lunatic and you have, mm -hmm. have gone out and physically worked to break your own arm intentionally, that sentence makes no sense to most mm -hmm. of the world. Like, you didn't break your arm. Your arm was broken mm -hmm. by this thing, mm -hmm. or you had an accident, or all these different things happened, mm -hmm. but you didn't intentionally break your arm. Yeah. So, so crazy to think mm -hmm. about it. And where I want to bring this today yeah. is to wrap this up and actually bring us to a, a poignant attitude, because we could go a million directions. Mm -hmm. Is this positive? Is this negative? All sorts of things. Uh, I don't even want us to go that way because we could go all over. I'm just kind of setting the table, and I encourage you to check out that TED Talk. What I want to encourage you with is to understand right, wrong, or indifferent. The language you use is powerful. The language we use with ourselves is powerful, that we're using with our families, that we're using with the people around us in our workplace. Not even like, wow, I should use more positive language. Maybe, but also just what types of language are you using? What types of, of words are we putting in the ethos for ourselves? So here are four ways. And I heard this phrase back in December that I really liked. You have to lead yourself before you can lead others. And so largely this month, we're going to talk about leading yourself. And then leading yourself, here are four ways. And I'd like to throw these out, and then we, then we can talk about all of it. Four ways of improving your language or being more conscious of your language as we move forward this year. A vision board, a vision book, positive affirmations, and a word of the year. And we're not going to deep dive on each of these. Each of those could be its own podcast. In fact, if you're interested in any of that, you can Google up any of those phrases and get 10,000 hours of content, ideas, and resources on any of those. My encouragement to you all is have something. Now, I've said that, pressure on our team. Have you found success with any of those? Do you use any of that? Do you have something like it? In other words, when it comes to goals, achievement, mindset, all those types of things, how are you using language or even now thinking about like, wow, oh, I think I need to use it differently or more. And those are just four ways. There are umpteen ways that you could do it. Those are four that I've experienced personally, and I'm going to give you my two cents at the end of this thing. Vision board, vision book, positive affirmations, word of the year. Is anybody using any of that right now or anything else? I have something that's, I think it kind of goes under affirmation, but okay. also somewhat vision board. Okay. Um, I saw a poem on Instagram. Okay. Um, and I was reading it and I really resonated with it, but I 
pulled things from it that stuck out to me the most. And I made a graphic for it and I printed it out and I put it at my desk and I put it as my wallpaper on my laptop. Oh. And it said, it just says making my best guess, making my own luck, making a difference, making a mess, making it happen. I would totally call that an affirmation. Yeah. And so I just, I, I feel like success, being successful and messing up can mm-hmm. coexist. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm trying to be more in that type of mindset okay. this year, right now specifically. Okay. So I just look at that every day and I'm like, I'm creating this life for myself. It's okay to mess up. And I'm, I know that I'm making a difference in whatever I do. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. anybody else doing anything. And if not, that's okay. When you say vision book, is it that like a book you're getting vision from? Great what do question. You mean? Great question. I'm glad you asked. I Your was journal. Really waiting. I was really setting up for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my, my quick definitions of each of these vision board, pretty classic. We, you've probably heard of that. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have heard of it. If you've never done it, I've done vision boards in the past. I actually really, really like them. It can be as big or as little as you want. It's a piece of paper. It's a poster board. It's anything. But the key with a vision board is kind of visual. Like Mm -hmm. you have to look at it. Now, Mm -hmm. it can certainly be words. It could be a poem. It could be a picture. Classically, uh, this this comes from like the kind of think of like the Tony Robbins, the Jack Canfield idea of like writers of the book, The Secret years ago, things like Mm -hmm. that. It's almost like manifesting it. I don't know about manifesting it so much, but I do believe in the power of language. If like mm-hmm. I keep saying like, I want to do this thing, I want to do this thing, you'll probably do that thing. Mm-hmm. So whether it's professional goals or personal goals, um, the classic one is like, if you want to build a house or buy a house, print off a picture of the mm-hmm. house that of your dreams, yeah. put it on the board. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. If it's, um, you know, instead of just saying the words, like that's goal setting, I want to build a house, but the vision board capitalizes on vision and puts it on there, which I think is powerful for us talking about the power of language because- I saw another graphic that I really like, and it was like these concentric circles. And it was like, what I think is the Mm -hmm. largest circle. The next circle is what I can put into words. The next circle is what I uh, tell people. And like the last phrase is like what I teach, maybe Mm -hmm. even. But it was like, oh, yeah, wow. So we think things. It's like, I really can't put it into words. Mm -hmm. That's why a vision board is is palpable. Yeah. Vision book. And I've got mine somewhere. I'm actually just taking it to the next level because what I found with a vision board is that's great. I travel a lot and mm-hmm. I'm not always in the same place and I can't look at that. So I actually just bought a journal and I turned that or a notebook, shouldn't even say a journal, but a notebook. And that's my vision book. Like I've mm-hmm. got my affirmations in there. I've got pictures. I've got goals. I also like it because I'm the type, I'm very tactile in my learning. Mm-hmm. So I like writing them over and over and over. Like mm-hmm. I like writing it again, saying it again, like circling things, highlighting different mm-hmm. things. So it's actually a notebook. Maybe vision notebook is better. Yeah. But it's a vision notebook instead of just a board plastered in the same place. Here's my vision board. That's my vision notebook. Yeah. And I'm flipping through it. Positive affirmations, just just kind of alluded to it. It's a it's a phrase. Um, it can really be anything. There are not a lot of strict rules here. The classic way that I like, and, and usually when I'm coaching people for the first time, I say use I am or we are statements. Like I am doing this thing. Even, even if it's not like a hardcore, you know, measurable goal. Uh, we talked last podcast about more or less. It's like, I am living in the moment. Okay, great. Make mm-hmm. that your affirmation. Say it every day, or at least read it. Think about it. Um, if you, if you meditate, it can be something you take into meditation. If you pray, it can be something that you actually just pray about. Like, you know, so those are positive affirmations. Very powerful. I've shared this on the podcast, but super powerful time in my life where I, I started affirmations. I was very judgmental and started and then totally changed my life. Word of the year is actually my least favorite. Um, personally, but I don't judge it. It's just my personally favorite. You pick a word and that's your word for the year. Super popular. If you're on LinkedIn or, you know, people share their words of the year. Uh, maybe you all have a word of the year. I don't have a word of the year. I actually have kind of a, uh, you know, statement of the year. 
uh, that's a part of my vision book. Mm-hmm. So those are four descriptions. I should have given them a little more, but that's what mm-hmm. we launch. What yeah. do you got going on? Any of that? Some of that? None of that? Um, no, I do a lot of, uh, I have learned I'm just much, so much more of a, of a thinker in these things. And it really ebbs and flows, especially the season that I'm in. But I do know I went into, I don't, I really don't want to say this year because I'm not somebody who, if I say it today, I'm not going to carry it all year long. Yeah. But I know at least from now till like early summer, I am really like this word clarity has been okay. very in my mind. Um, clarity, even as it relates to like what I say yes and no to, my calendar, what I'm responsible for, what I'm not. Um, you know, even like clarity and maybe how John and I want to lead our family. Like it goes very shallow or very deep. That's kind of what I like about it. Um, but I've just found myself going into the year really looking for that. I, I really hesitate to call it my word of the year, like I okay. said, but a lot of what I'm trying to orchestrate the rest of my life around is based in that clear schedule, clear mind, things like that. Hmm. Okay. All right. Lim, how about you? I actually sort of do a version of almost each one of those, but I'm not intentional about it in the sense of this is my thing that I'm focusing on, if that makes sense. So I have a vision board, I guess you could call for my workouts. <laughs> Here's what okay. I'm going to do. Here are my oh, workouts, yeah. you know, sure. in my yeah. garage. So I work out in my garage. I, I journal quite a bit. I guess you could call that a vision book where I'm constantly uh, doing what you described. Um, positive affirmations, not so much. We do have family values, but I, I'm not sure that uh, fits into that. And then I kind of have been going by words of the year, but not picking it at the beginning of the year. So okay. I, I don't know if that even counts, but I'm yeah. semi- intentional about some of those things. Well, and as you know, yeah. here on the Good Leader Podcast, for those of you listening, we ask, we have these conversations in real time and in all honesty. So like, like none of these conversations are set up. I ask this question not knowing if it's yes, no, I have no idea what they're going to mm-hmm. say. I think, and going back, and I, I encourage everybody to, to listen to the TED Talk and really apply it to this, because in much the same way, it's like, here are my tips then from my years of experience with this. I started out being super radically judgmental about all these things. First time I heard positive affirmations, I was like, that's stupid. That's just stupid. I am not going to do that. I'm not going to write this down, say it every day, or even look at it. That's dumb. I'm not going to do it. I was super judgmental about it. Um, I was even not skeptical, but I was like, okay, I don't know. Like, is there a difference in writing your goals down and having goals? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm doing pretty well. I'm talking, this is 20 years ago in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, eh, I'm pretty successful now. I'm getting things done that I want to get done. I don't know. Do I need to have goals? So I will say over the last 20 years, none of it is magical, but I've done now all of these different things. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, the more I'm like, holy cow, I'm actually just starting to double down on this more. Like, because it is, I don't think it is magical and it's not going to, well, I wrote down that thing and then it happened. I no. But I think it is more akin to this, the, the idea of language and just like, wow, I'm not good at north, northeast directions. I'm not good at cardinal directions. Well, you c- probably could be, but if you're not actively pursuing that in your life and you're not writing it down and you're not putting it into your language, thinking about it, then of course you're not. You know, it's like, I'm never, I'm, I'm not that. But man, when you think about the power of language, then when it comes to these sorts of things, I challenge everyone listening, if you're skeptical or kind of hum-haw about any of it, go all in. And try. So that's my first tip. I got three tips that I'm going to close out on. Go all in and see what happens. You know, it might not work. It might not be different. But I would encourage even our team here, if you're like, well, I've kind of got one, I would encourage you to just go for it and see what happens. And what I mean by go for it, 
I mean, lean in and really be dorky. It is dorky. Like, okay, clarity is kind of my word of the year. So what I should mm-hmm. like write that down and put it where I can see it. I would say, yes. Should I, what, like have that as a screensaver on my phone? Yep. If that's where you want to have it. Great. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there's no like rules. Like I wouldn't say word of the year is better than vision board. You got to do this. I don't care. There's no like prescription in that to my mind. Like I will say for me, my like affirmations or mantra this year is I want to become religious about my calendar, radical about vision and relentless about goals. That's it. That's mm-hmm. my boom. And I'm saying that to myself over and over. I write it. I read it. I've got it in my vision book, all those types of things. So lean in and be dorky. I'm not guaranteeing that it's work, gonna work, but I bet you. W- I bet it's not gonna take you further away. I bet it's like, well, you know, I really would have worked out well, but I really put I really put a lot of work in that vision board, and I'm seeing it every day, and now I'm not doing it. Probably not. I'm gonna have to put flossing on my vision board. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, seriously. I mean, hey, I will say this: if I put flossing on my vision board and read it every single day, I bet I would floss more than the two times I flossed last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys not know, a flosser. You, guys know you are a flosser. flosser. Yeah. Good job. Uh, I know. You, if you want a TED Talk on it, I'll right. really. Tip number two. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. you must not have been here when you were now. Revisit often. Doesn't have to be daily. Once again, you yeah. don't have to be religious about it. You don't, have to, you don't have to have a certain, like, I wake up at this time and I repeat these things. I like what Jess said. You put it on your screensaver. You've got it around. Great. But visit it often. It, I think many people say, oh, yeah, I tried setting goals. It didn't work. Okay, on January 1st, you wrote out this ridiculous achievement-based thing, and then you didn't think about it. You didn't change any habits. You didn't even look at it again. And then at the end of the year, go, yep, didn't lose weight again. That's, yeah, that that is not, this is, remember, these are New Year's transformations. That's the theme of this whole thing. It's like not just be a goal setter, but transform the way you approach this. Transform the language you're using. Mm -hmm. Transform the language you're using with yourself and revisit it often. And finally, number three, tell others. When you have that vision board, once again, it's about accountability. It's also about the language you're using, like putting yourself out there. Sometimes it's it's the vulnerability, but sometimes it's the confidence. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I, I'm going for it. Uh, sometimes it's the encouragement that you need from others when you tell someone else, and they can they can encourage you with that. Um, so all of these things, I want us to get to the root of this, which is the power of language. And as we close out today, we've talked about a lot of stuff. It doesn't have to be about the the vision boards or anything like that. I do think those are four really great tangible pieces to use, but we've talked about a lot today. Any, any big takeaways as we close this out? What are your big thoughts? Remember, we talked all about the Dr. Lyra and the language and all those types of things. What are you walking away with from this podcast? Even if it's an interesting nugget that you don't want to forget. Uh, as you're describing language, that phrase words create worlds came to mind. So mm. just paying attention to what I'm saying, what's being said in my household, the people I'm leading, I think is definitely valuable that I, something I'm going to cling on to. I love it. Yeah. I think when it comes to words, um, especially because I also never used to be a New Year's or a resolution person. Yeah. I've always been a goal oriented person, but the, the idea of like, you're just a brand new person. January 1st has never, yep. I almost like refused to do it because yep. I was like, that's stupid. Yep. If I want to start it, I'm going to start it January 15th if I want to, you sure. know, whatever, but I've come around full circle and so whenever you're making those those goals, I've learned for myself how I phrase them also really matters. Yeah. Like even for me, there was so much more freedom in lose 10 pounds from lose 10 pounds to work out 30 minutes a day, mm-hmm. whether that's a walk, whether that's a, it's actually the second one, the action oriented one that changed my lifestyle. It wasn't the hope and the dream that mm-hmm. had no action attached, you know, yeah. work out 30 minutes a day. That's an action hope, really hope to lose 10 pounds 
is not, there's actions to it, but that's not an, that's an outcome. You know, I think we base a lot of goals around outcomes and not so much around action. And so I think what you're saying with words is really pivotal. Totally. Yeah. I think that goes more into the, you were talking in the last episode of, I want to do more of this thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to I'm going to lose 10 pounds or whatever the case may be. Um, I really love your first tip of see what happens. Yeah. That phrase just kind of stuck out to me. And I just, I feel like I'm, there's absolutely nothing wrong with seeing what happens. Yep. And I think when you set a goal, sometimes you're like, have to do it. But if you're just doing the more of the little things, seeing what happens will probably get you a lot farther. Well, it goes back to the general direction that we're heading. I encourage you, whatever you're, whatever you are wanting to achieve this year, what direction you want to go. By achieve, I'm using that very broadly. Like I want to be more of, less of. I want in, I want out. I want to do this. Maybe you do have very specific goals that you want. Maybe you have some things that you need to achieve Mm -hmm. this year. I I totally acknowledge all of that. The power of words is going to affect all of it in the way that we phrase it, the way that we say it to ourselves. It it, it affects our beliefs, the way that we think. Like I love that, Lemuel, you said words create worlds. Mm -hmm. And by worlds, to me, my interpretation is those worlds create beliefs. Those Mm. worlds create barriers. Those worlds create your encouragement. And so start by by priming the pump, whether it's a vision board, a a word for the year, an idea, a quote, a poem like Jess has, whatever it is, use your own personality and your own insight. But by all means, use words specifically and powerfully because they do affect us. So consider your words, go out there and be a good leader.